So, it's nice to see all these smiling faces. <laughs> and as we heard, the, voice, the verse I'm preaching on is Proverbs 16, 9. The heart of man divideth his ways, but the Lord directeth his steps. Yes. And I just want to ask, which one do you think came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> now, that might be a bad example of what I'm preaching on tonight. But I, I think the, the idea kind of goes together. For thousands of years, for thousands of years, mankind has pondered, are we free or is everything predetermined? Hmm. Right. My answer to this question is yes. <laughs> Amen. It's true that man is not just simply a mindless machine waiting for the responses that God has predetermined, but we are free to choose as we desire. Yes. These are not contradictory uh, concepts, but twin truths that run side by side. Yes. And so, in this evening, I attempt to do my tiny little part to scratch the surface of this conversation that is dated back since, I mean, since the time of the, the since the establishment of the church. Right. And it's simple. Man is free, but yeah. God is sovereign. And so I want to start off by clarifying that this verse is not just simply talking about males only. It's talking about mankind in general. This is the, the, this, the word man, this is the same Hebrew word used for the name of the very first human. And so with that being said, nobody in their right mind would deny that we are free to choose what we like. I choose to like Mustangs instead of Camaros. Yeah. Well. This 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 suit and tie that I'm wearing right now, I chose this. Nobody forced me to wear it. What colors? Now, hold on. <laughs> well. It looked burgundy. <laughs> I could I could keep going on, but I think you get the picture. Yes. Mankind is free to choose as he pleases. I mean, this word divideth, the, hold on, this is a little bit of a hard one for me to say with the lisp, but the word, the word deviseth is the old English way to say the word devise. Yeah. And the Hebrew word for deviseth means to plan, imagine, or invent. This text is an affirmation that we have the ability to plan, devise, invent, imagine the path that we want to take in life. We can choose how we want to go about doing something. Right. Matthew Henry says, 
that man is here represented to us as a representative cre- uh, of a ooh. man is represented to us as a reasonable creature that has the faculty of contriving for himself. It's plain and simple. We plan out the things we want to do and we choose the things that might be the best course of action. I plan to get a PhD someday. So I chose to go to Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary to take classes. This philosophical concept is known as free will. It's extremely important that we define what we mean by free will, though. Because there are many theological errors that are built off of an incorrect understanding of what free will actually is. There are people who are falsely accused of making man out to be a mere mindless robot. However, the Second London Baptist, the 1689 Baptist Confession actually confirms, I mean, not, well, it, it, it defines what we mean by the word free will. The confession reads that God has has endowed the will of man with that natural liberty and power of acting upon choice. That it is neither forced nor by any necessity of nature, by any necessity of nature determined to do good or evil. evil. This is from chapter 9, paragraph 1 of the 1689 Baptist Confession. So this is a document that Baptists formed in, well, it actually 1677, but over a hundred Baptist churches met together in England to publicly adopt this as a statement of faith. And so it is true that Baptists throughout centuries have, have affirmed that man can choose what we want to do. The professor of my seminary and president, my, my current professor and my president, Dr. Sam Waldron says that the confession affirms that man has the natural liberty and power of choice. We free to choose. One moment. We are free to choose as one desires, no matter what external circumstances or environmental factors may surround one at a time. So, I mean, it's plain and simple. We get to choose. Right. I don't think I got to keep beating that dead horse. But that actually brings us to the root of our problem. And that is, we choose according to the desires of our hearts. Amen. And scripture got a lot to say about the heart of man. Yeah. yeah. Jeremiah 17 by 9 says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? See, the heart of man has been corrupted by sin. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate from the tree of knowledge and good and evil, it broke us. It drastically changed us. I mean, because of this, 
The things our heart desires don't line up with what God has commanded of us. I often cringe a little bit when I hear people say to follow your heart. I understand that they're just trying to be encouraging and helpful. However, our hearts are hard and they're calloused and they will lead us away from God. But what is the heart? When I say heart, I'm not referring to the muscle in our chest that pumps blood throughout our body. In this text, the Hebrew word translated as heart is referring to our conscience. This is our inner man. This is the source of all our feelings, desires, and even the intellect. This is that faculty that distinguishes us from the animals. Amen. Amen. However, because of the corruption of sin, our sin, our, our, however, because of the corruption of sin, our wills are not truly free. Right. It's in bondage. <clears throat> yes, it is. And our text tells us that this is what mankind uses to plan our way. The, the word way is referring to our path in life. This is the direction that we want to go. Right. So when we plan in this direction, when we plan in the path in life that we want to take, our compass, the source of all our emotions and passions that make us think about why and what it is we want and what we'll do to obtain it yeah. is tainted with sin. That's right. This means we are blind. Yeah. I'm not the only one here. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're saying, oh, we're we plotting our plan. That's like giving me the keys and telling me to drive home. <laughs> no. I mean, it really is the blind leading the blind. So, yeah, we can plan our course, but, and it's a big but, yeah. the Lord has determined our steps. Yes, amen. See, whenever you see the word but, it should kind of catch your attention. <laughs> right. See, it can be used in a lot of different ways, but in our text, the word but is being used to join two ideas together that are different from each other. Amen. When we see the word but, it's showing us that there's about to be a significant change of direction. Yes. And that's where we see that man is not just left stumbling around in the dark trying to figure out what we're going to do in our lives. Right. Because the Lord has directed our steps. You see, we see here in this text that the personal name of God is being used. The word Lord 
when you see it in all caps like this, represents the tetragrammaton. In our English language, I think we use it, we, 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 we write it by saying Y-H-W-H. Some people say it is Yahweh. Some people add a little slint phlegm in there and say Yahweh. Yeah. Some people call him Jehovah. Either way, this word, it means the self-existent or internal one. Yes. This is the name of the one and only true everlasting God. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the first and the last. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He has no beginning and no end. He is the Almighty One who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And that's my King. Bless his holy name. Amen. And we see here in this text that he is the one directing our steps. Yes. Although we plot in our course, he's working behind the scenes. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's not just kicked back in the easy chair, watching us like some type of cosmic TV show. single thing that happens. He has a plan and he is actively working in his creation to bring his plan to action. Amen. To be plain and frank and a little theological, he's sovereign. He is sovereign. Amen. This means he is the supreme ruler of the universe. And he possesses ultimate and absolute authority and power over his creation. Yes. Amen. And our text affirms this. Just like deviseth is the Elizabethan way to say to say devise, directeth is the Elizabethan way to say direct. Dude, you should have heard me at home. De- <laughs> like, de- it was like divided. Like, it, it took some work to get that word to come out as, <laughs> as a word. Um, but in the Hebrew, though, that word direct or directed means to be firmly set up or established. This means that whatever the Lord has decreed will happen. This means that nothing catches him by surprise. Mm -hmm. Nothing you do can afford his plans. Everything that will happen and has happened has been decreed by him. And it's for his glory and all good. Amen. And we see from our text that the thing that's being directed is our steps. 
In the Hebrew, these were, the word steps is referring to our pace or the stride. Yeah. These are the regular steps that we are taking to get where we're trying to go. This is the things that we're doing, I mean, to get to where we're going. And we might be planning where we're going. Mm-hmm. We might be plotting it. Yeah. But the Lord is the one who's directing how we get there. That's right. Good thing, too. I know. I'm not good at uh, <laughs> following directions. But we see that. I mentioned that um, I wanted to get a PhD someday. And yeah, it's true that I chose to attend Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. But I'm keeping it 1,000. That's not the first school I picked. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually the fourth seminary that I've been to. <laughs> my desire to pursue a theological education and mine the deep treasures of God's word. This has been a on this has been a going on almost five year endeavor. Mm-hmm. Wow. This started this journey took me to four different schools. And at one, and at one point in time. I thought I was going I thought I would be taking classes at John Piper Seminary in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest at one point in time I thought I would never step foot back in St. Louis. <laughs> and I definitely didn't think that I'd be here doing my best to preach to y'all. Amen. That was even a point in time when I didn't even have the desire to be a pastor. I just wanted to do all the egghead, smarty, academic stuff. Yeah, yes. I wanted to talk about Greek and Hebrew verbs and old dead dudes that lived 400 years ago. They wrote a book that I'm not pretty sure I'm probably only me and Pastor Joe may have read. <laughs> yeah. There was a point in time in my life when I did not think that I would be standing here. I didn't think that I'd be in seminary. I didn't think that anything to do, any of my my plans or my desires to serve the Lord would even happen. So, I devised another one. And I started laying the foundations for, for something I call Roughhouse Ministries. Now, you see, this was a little plan, another little plan that I concocted, where I would use wrestling and jiu-jitsu, judo, and all the other martial arts that I know as a way to get a hold of young men, disciple them, and and give them godly, positive role models. Um, I was hoping that I could use this as a tool to Get them something else better to do. Keep them out of trouble. Maybe get a, you know, get a little frustration out. <laughs> and Lord willing, even get a scholarship to school. Because 
Me, myself, I personally only got to attend one of these schools, one of the four schools that I mentioned. I got to go to one of those schools on a wrestling scholarship. Shout out to my Spartans. Go NBU. Seven years ago, school and ministry, anything to do with the Bible, was the farthest thing from my mind. I planned on working in a garage, turning wrenches, doing oil changes, and being the cause of why that Dodge Charger keeps splitting lanes and blowing your eardrums off when he passes you on the highway. Yeah. Or, I wanted to own a gun store. I wanted to sell Glocks and, <laughs> and whatnot. However, I say all of that to say that for one reason or another, the course that I took to fulfill any of my little feeble plans, man, sometimes even the plan itself had to change. Every time that I set my course, something would come along that would cause me to change course and sometimes even the, the destination altogether. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that will happen. But every time I would have to change my plans, the Lord would use this as a new opportunity Amen. to grow me as a person. I would feel so lost. I would feel so frustrated. I'd be like, why does everything that I concoct, every plan, every scheme, every get which crick idea just fall through? Right. Amen. That's right. What's wrong? Am I not smart enough? Am I not handsome enough? <laughs> 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 Through all of these uncertain situations, the only thing that I knew was certain was that God was in control. Yes. I knew that my sky daddy, that the man upstairs had my back. And that even though I couldn't see where I was going, he had the wheel. And he knew the directions, even if I didn't. So just sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> this verse was actually what revealed that fact to me. Amen. I can't remember the very first time that I read this or listened to it in my case. Um, but I do have a very distinct memory I'm sitting at a bus stop, crying, and I mean crying like Peter did when he turned his back on the Lord. I was sobbing. I mean, I'm standing at the bus stop, just a mess, snot running down my face. <laughs> God, what am I going to do with my life? Complaining. Frustrated. Why me? Why won't my plans work? 
And I was asking him, begging him, pleading with him, Lord, show me what you got for my life then, because I don't know where I'm going. Open my eyes and help me to see it, because I'm lost. Everything that I thought I was supposed to do came crashing down, and I don't know where to go. And to be for real, this verse came to mind. It just popped in my head. I don't know where it came from. But it, I had, it left me with no other choice but to just trust God. Yes. It gave me no other choice but to trust that Jesus had the wheel. Amen. You can kind of tell I think I like that song a little bit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but this is why we have to trust the Lord with all of our hearts yeah. and lean not on our own understanding because it's not us that makes the path straight it's him right. I think about Noah <laughs> not Noah sorry Jonah yeah, oh. and I think about how God gave him a command he gave him a job told him go preach to Nineveh he was like, Nineveh? No, bro, that's like going to the north side. That's like going to Walnut Park. I'm not going over there. <laughs> he hopped on a boat, got him a ticket, and thought he was going to run from God. Right. But what happened? Yeah, uh, he found out differently. Yeah, the Lord started directing the steps he was going to actually take. Yeah. Ended up getting thrown off the boat. Ended up in the belly of a whale and spit on a shore just to end up doing what the Lord told him to do in the first place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, amen. It's the Lord that makes our path straight. Yes. Amen. You see, the temptation is to get, there's a temptation there to get bitter, upset. And frustrated because God didn't do what we wanted him to do. Mm -hmm. That's right. Who am I, a mere ant, a mere pile, a mere five foot eleven, two hundred pounds of dust to tell the almighty sovereign God what he gonna do with my life? Right. Amen. Who am I? And when things aren't going our way, when they're not going according to the plan of our hearts, there is no need to get worried, upset, or frustrated. Because it all works out for our good. No matter how frustrating, no matter how discouraging, no matter how painful, it's going to work out for good. Amen. Romans 8, 28, flat out tells us that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen. It's true. It's good. That means 
all things. That's not some things. That's not just the good things. That's all things. That's everything. That's the good and the bad, the pretty and the ugly. God will use it for our good. And those of us who know the Lord, we don't have problems. We just have challenges. Amen. And even these challenges aren't even, even these challenges are minor because he's already promised to direct our steps and make the path around those challenges straight. Yes. You see, he chose us before the foundation of the earth. There is no such thing as coincidence. Right. There's no such thing as chance. The only such thing is providence. Amen. And we can trust that our Heavenly Father has organized the details of our lives, no matter how frustrating or discouraging or traumatizing that they are. He's worked it all out in our favor. It's hard sometimes. That's true. And it might not look like how we want it to. Right. We might not even see the benefits of it in this lifetime. That's true, brother. That's rough. That's true. But the Lord God... Almighty has promised that he has a plan for us. Amen. Not just me, not just Pastor Joe, not just Jamie, not just Jesse, not just the other Jesse, not Miss Libby, but he got a plan for all of us. Amen. Everybody. Yes, he does. <laughs> he even got a plan for the wicked. <laughs> all of those who resist God who rebel against God, who blaspheme his name, who continuously charge up that sin debt credit card, who turn away from him, and who even prosecute those who proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, he has a plan for them. Right. Amen. Amen. Turn their ways upside down. Amen. The Bible itself is the story of how God fulfilled his plan to redeem a fallen mankind. Amen. It reveals how God worked to bring his son Jesus to earth to pay our sin debt. Yes. No matter what schemes the devil tried to, tried to get in and mess stuff up, no matter what things that we tried to do, no matter to, 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 to mess things up. Man, no matter how, what things we tried to do to help God, Abraham. Amen. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. Park on that just for a little longer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I will. Because Abraham knew that God promised him a seed. Yeah. He knew that the Lord was faithful. But Abraham thought he was going to help God out. Just a little bit, right? <laughs> Look what happened. Right. Woo! Boy! When Pastor Joe was talking about um, 
polygamy this morning? Yeah. I just thought about how hard it is to keep one woman happy, yet alone two. Yeah. Right. And Abraham thought that was a good idea. Oh, here, I'm going to listen to my wife. And I'm going to have a baby and help God out with her concubine. Yeah. yeah. Nah, God said that ain't the one I gave the promise to. And um, in Abraham's feeble attempt to try to help God out, he ended up creating the heir of one of Israel's biggest enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Even to this day. Yes. The, um, some of our Arab brothers, uh, some of our Arab folks uh, claim that they descend from Ishmael. And you see, so we see that God is faithful in keeping his plans. He brought Jesus to this earth. And every single detail that he laid out about his life and his death and his resurrection came to pass. And this wasn't just months. This was thousands of years. Amen. Amen. You see, God has a plan for all of us, and no matter how much we fight against it, His will will be done. Yes. And so, those of us who know the Lord, it's not a Surprise. And it wasn't by him who wills or who runneth, but it's solely by the grace of God that we've had our eyes open and and, and, and able to see our need for the blood of Jesus. And if you are here today and you don't know Jesus, but you're curious. He may be drawing him, he may be drawing you to him now. Amen. Yes. And don't harden your heart. Don't turn away. And don't let the world convince you that it's nonsense or it's hogwash from a made-up book made by a bunch of monks in the in the fourth century. Right. Because Jesus is a man. And I ain't gonna say he lived because he lives. Yes. And he reigns. And he promised that everybody who comes in to him in faith and repentance will be saved. Amen. 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 I mean, he said it, that nobody comes to him unless the Father draws them. Right. I found something interesting when I was looking in the original languages on that verse. Mm-hmm. The word draws... Could also be translated as drags. Yeah, I heard heard that. That's what happens. Amen. And he came to us. And so, yeah, God did so love the world that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. Amen. But it's those of us who are believing... We are the ones with eternal. We we are the ones who have eternal life. 
And so I don't know how to sort out how to sort out the apparent contradiction between man's freedom and God's sovereignty. My head is big, but it ain't big enough <laughs> to even wrap itself around that concept. Right. But our beloved famous Baptist preacher not from the 19th century, Charles Spurgeon, has this to say about the relationship between God's sovereignty and man's free agency. He said, I believe that the path of a single grain of dust in the March wind has been ordained and settled by decree. And this decree cannot be violated that every word and thought of man, every flittering of a sparrow's wings, every flight of the fly, Mm -hmm. that everything has been foreknown and foreordained. Yes. But I do equally believe in the free agency of man. That man acts as he will, especially in moral operations. Choosing the evil with the will that is unbiased by anything that comes from God, biased by his own depravity of heart, the perverseness of his habits, choosing the right to with perfect freedom, thus secondly guided by the Holy Spirit. Where these two truths meet, I don't know. Nor do I want to know. Amen. They They do not puzzle me because I have given my mind to believe them both. Amen. And I believe, I I agree with Spurgeon. He said it a lot better than I did. So to be, just keep it simple. What what PJ say? Uh, Put the the peanut butter on the bottom shelf. (laughs) Plain and simple. Man is free. Yeah. But God is sovereign. Yes. And just because, God, just because God has decreed everything that will come to pass doesn't mean that we're not responsible for what we do. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's fatalism. Yeah. That's right. Just because God has elected a people for Jesus before the foundation of the earth doesn't mean that we don't need to go out soul winning and preaching to the lost. Amen. Exactly. That's hyper-Calvinism. Right. And just like I declare that as doctrine of devils, just like I declare that people who think, uh, I, I, hold on, what am I trying to say? Say it, brother. I declare that as doctrine of devils, just like I declare that people who think that God won't override man's free will to make him love him. The God is a gentleman and won't rape us into salvation. I believe that that's an incorrect understanding of the God that we serve. Yeah. 
And I believe that that makes him small and belittles him. Right. And I don't believe that that's what the Bible teaches. Right. And so, yes, God has given us the gift of free agency. And we should use it to choose who we should follow. Amen. Our hearts or God. Amen. So, I close this message by just asking, are you following your heart or are you following God? Amen. Are you stumbling around in the, block, in the dark or are you looking to the light? Yes. Don't follow your heart. Follow God and look to the light. Amen. So let me just close this out with some prayer. I think I went a little bit longer than I usually do. It's okay, brother. Yeah. But. Y'all like.